You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Okay, a few things for me, you know, that I saw from the passage was, um, I saw the uh, way um, there was obedience. The demons obeyed Jesus. Jesus spoke to the demons and the demons obeyed Jesus. And then the man who was delivered was obeying the demons. Because you read the story, why was the man in the tombs? Why was he tearing his clothes? Did he want to tear his clothes? It was what the demons wanted him to do. Because he was possessed. So whatever they wanted him to do, he was living, you know, uh, um, not where man, a man would want to live. Why? Because the demons wanted him to be there. And then we also saw, interestingly, that these people also said to Jesus, go like we've noted. And Jesus left. So we could see series of obedience there. But what we want to now start with is, so Jesus will do what I want. I, I don't know how to, you know, put it so I communicate it well. Jesus speaks to demons and they move, okay? Then the community, Jesus couldn't force himself on them. When they said go, was it good for him to leave them? It wasn't good. But when they said leave, he had to leave. Praise God. It's very important because, you know, some persons, I don't know if some of us may have seen the video where um, a lady was saying that she encountered people who were... Uh, looking for converts for Satan. Any of us seen that video before? Some young people, you've seen it. You know, a Christian lady said, and she was surprised, just wondering. Huh? And they were preaching Satan. And what was their message? That God is the one that is that people are suffering in the world. If God is good, why doesn't he just solve everybody's problem? That if the person follows Satan, you know, that Satan will give you immediate reward, you know, whatever you want, he does it for, you know. And you look at something like that, why, why would people begin to even imagine it? Whereas what God has done in the world is that he has given man the right to choose. Praise the Lord. So God is God Almighty, but where it concerns man, God's hands are tied. That's why even though the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. What was the condition? That whosoever believes in him should not perish. God could have given his only begotten son and saved the world by force. But if he does that, then we will, we will no longer be made in his image and likeness. We'll just be like the trees. We'll just be like the stones. You pick up a stone and throw it. It lands where you throw it. But the Bible says, know you not that you are God. Are you understanding now? So from the beginning, when God created man, he said, let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. So by that definition, God cannot force man to do anything. God can cast out devils, but he can't cast out man. Jesus was sitting with his 12 disciples. And he was saying to the disciples, one of you is going to betray me. And this one that is going to betray me says it will be better for him. That, and right there and then, the one who was going to betray him got up and went to betray him. 
You see, these are limitations we must capture as Christians. Judas got expo. But you see, at that point, the pool of that 30 pieces of silver was stronger than any sermon that Jesus was preaching. He got up and left because Jesus is righteous. Jesus is holy. Jesus is God. Jesus can never break his principles. If he were you and I, we will prevent the person, isn't it? But when we do that, we will sin. Jesus can commit sin. Praise the Lord. But now, based on that principle also, that's why also Jesus obeys or submits to whatever he is to submit to. And based on that, whatever should submit to him must submit to him. So the Bible says, having a readiness, I think that is 2 Corinthians um, 10, 4, I believe. He said, having a readiness to avenge every disobedience when your own obedience is complete. Are you seeing it? So, to the extent to which my obedience is complete is the extent to which what my own command will be obeyed. So, in our contemporary language, they'll say, whoever comes to equity must come with what? Clean hands. I think the way God does it for us here, yeah, without planning it, that on Sunday, he does the promo, and then on Wednesday, he does the uh, fine print. Because on the surface now, you can't just go and be telling devils to get out, get out, get out. When the one that telling you to come out from you have not come out. Are you getting me? We said the kingdom of praise by words. So if I speak, the spirit should be subject to me. Now, what of the words that were spoken to me? Have I also made myself subject to it? I don't know if someone getting what I'm saying. Praise God. It was so interesting when, you know, it was shown to me. So this man, because he was a captive of the devil, was controlled completely by the devil. When his fellow human beings came and tried to tame him and tried to, you know, domesticate him and get him normal, he would tear everything away and do what the demons wanted him to do. But when Jesus came... Having authority over demons, but not over man. He set the man free. Notice, after he set the man free, the man now came to him and said, I want to follow you. Jesus gave him another instruction. Say, don't follow me, but go back to your home, to your place, and tell them what great things God has done for you. And the man obeyed and went forth, declaring the wonderful things God had done. Now he has submitted himself to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And I'm sure his ministry continued from there to grow. The man at that point now had you know, come out from under the government of demons and submitted himself under the government of God. Praise the Lord. But the rest of the men we find in that story, we could see their attitude. When they looked at everything that happened, they said, we don't want your government. That's what they said. We are not comfortable with the way you operate. Leave us, let us stay on our own. And Jesus left them. What we can be sure of is that that community had that legion of demons having a party. They lost a man and they probably got a community. Because the community would not allow Jesus to be a rule over them. So this evening, what I want us to learn quickly is some principle that I find in the word of God. And um, starting from this our text that we look at. Some very simple thing. That I believe will help every one of us as we, you know, make our journey in this, um, in this thing. First of all, I, I want us to see Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. Okay. 
This is what he's talking about. Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3 is telling us who we were before we became Christians, before salvation came. Let's read together. And you he made alive, and we he made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which we once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Let's go, go back. Let's not be in a hurry. Two, again. In which we once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Now, that work we're working, it says that spirit is now working in the sons of what? Disobedience, but is no longer working in us. Let's go on to three now. It says, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. Now, this is who we were. This is how that man was. You know, we learned on Sunday that demons are refined, but they're all demons, okay? So there's a local one that when you see the person, you know this person is an unbeliever. You say, ah, this person must get born again. But there are some of them that the person is so refined, but still is what? Demon possessed. But the demon is now behaving in an educated manner. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Oh, many of them are universities. A lot of professors, you know, they delight in trying to convince their students that there is no God. What can that be? The Bible says the fool has said in his heart, what? Is a demon that has gone to the university. Are you understanding it now? Mm-hmm. So they are all demons. So this is the state of man. But what happens is that when Christ comes into our heart, when we get saved, this spirit that works in the sons of disobedience is evicted from our lives. Praise the Lord. And the spirit of God comes in and takes control. Now the process by which this happens is very simple. The Bible says in Romans uh, 6, 17. Just put that for, for us in the screen. Let, let, let me read it for you. Uh, we can read it with to 18, 17 and 18. It says, but God be thanked that though we were slaves of sin. So the point I want us to pick, I want us to identify with this madman of gathering. He was a slave of those spirits. Okay. So we were also slaves of sin. We didn't do like he did, but we did like we did. Slaves of sin. Yet something happened. We obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which we were delivered. So everybody who is born again, see the way it happens. You were living in sin. You were dead in trespasses. You were lost completely. But someday, maybe a friend, maybe a pastor, maybe an evangelist, you heard the gospel and you believed. At that moment when you believed, there was a change. Praise the Lord. So it says that you obey from the heart. That's why when you preach the gospel, you call a response. That response is evidence that the person has received the word that you spoke. So when that comes, what happens now, there is a setting free from sin. And now you now live from being a slave of sin to becoming what? A slave of righteousness. You have allowed Jesus or received Jesus Christ as what? Lord and Savior. Praise the Lord. At this point in my life, at this point in your life, a transformation has begun, which is the one that the Bible puts it this way. It says, he that is in Christ is the new what? Creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But how did this journey start? This journey started that I heard something. 
and I obeyed from my heart. I responded from my heart. And this response from my heart is not that they said, okay, now Jesus is going to save you. These are the seven mountains and seven rivers you're going to climb and cross. Is that what it says? What are we requested to do? We said, uh, what did we learn in Sunday school? ABC. Accept, believe, and confess. Isn't it? You call on his name, you make the prayer, and immediately salvation is yours. Okay? So you're born again. Praise the Lord. You're a new creation. But at that point, what happens is that the Bible says you're a newborn babe. Are you with me? You're a newborn babe. First Peter 2 verse 2. Put it on the screen now. You have become born again. You are born into a kingdom. Okay? What is now expected of you is that in this journey that you have started, you need to do what? You need to grow. So it says, as newborn babes, desire the pure milk of the world, of the world that you may grow thereby. But why is this so important? Why do we have to take the word to grow? Why do we have to do all of that? Because the word is the instrumentality of God to change our will. Okay? So I'm born again now. Okay? I'm a child of God now. How should I behave? What should I do? This is happening. Someone comes to church and he came, you know, the boyfriend brought him to church. Or the girlfriend brought him to church. So you come and you get born again. Immediately you look at the word and you see that the Bible says flee fornication. It means that if the boyfriend that brought you to church lives in Guagua Karimu, you should now depart in the direction of um, uh, Nyanya. You can't come that way. You know, we say come as you are. Oh, very true. We must come as we are. Because where we are, we can't be saved. It's only in Christ that there is salvation. But when you're saved, light comes now. Praise the Lord. Once you're saved, what happens? Illumination comes. Okay? I I remember those days that um, in in Lagos, it, it never happened to me, but it happened to a few people. Because of the time people leave home to get to work in Lagos, sometimes they live in the dark and there's no electricity. So the person dresses up, comes out, and realizes that he wore the dirty shirt. That one has happened to me, I think even in Abuja. I wore, you know, the two different, <laughs> I think, you know, blue and black, where there's no light, you really can't see it well. But what happens is the, once you come to a place where there is better illumination, you judge yourself better. Praise the Lord. So it's as simple as that. So you're not saved. Yes, you're in darkness. You can come in drunk anyhow. But once you come, the illumination comes and you see. So the word of God is what brings light. It brings clarity. It makes you be able to, when you're born again, the nature of Christ is put in you. But that nature, the word needs to break it down for you. So it's the word that now lets you know that, ah, you can't be hating on your on even those who offend you. you you have to forgive them it's the word that teaches you that okay now but what i want us to begin to see this evening is how the whole thing is fleshed out so that it's practicable for me it's practicable for you praise the lord now what happens is this because i am born again because you're a child of god god is my father okay God is your father, okay? God is our parent. In the nature of every child, under normal circumstances, what do you want to do for your parents? You want to do what? Please them. You want to make them happy. So that nature of God in you wants you to delight them. Now, when the word comes, what the word reveals is, the word reveals the will of your father. Is someone following me now? 
you're born again before we are sons of disobedience. So what we love to do is what God doesn't want to do, want us to do. Okay? We are by nature children of wrath. So if you've come into an environment and God is saying, everybody stand up. No matter how strong you are, you will lie down. How many of us behave like that? When the school says fly shirt, you're talking. When the school says talking, you fly shirt. When the school says it's long sleeve, you cut your own to short sleeve. When the school says it's short sleeve, you wear long sleeve. It's children of wrath, sons of disobedience. It wasn't that he gave you pleasure, it's just that it was disobedience. You had to be on the disobedient side. Are you getting it? It's a spirit that was working. It's a demonic spirit that just does what is contrary to approved procedure. And very soon we have to be delivered from that in Nigeria. There is no road in Nigeria that people don't drive one way. You know, I mean, you might be tempted. Maybe you're coming from next year. You might, but there are some roads that you see some persons. You're wondering. You're just wondering what's going on. Do you understand? It's a spirit. Okay? Hallelujah. Anyway, so that was what was operating in us. But now at salvation, okay, we believed in Christ. The nature of God, we have become children of God. That nature is in us. The next thing that happens is that the word will begin to come. This is what my father likes. This is what my father doesn't like. That's what the word does for you. That's what the word does for me. Now, the combination of your nature that is given to you at salvation and the word that comes, that combination is what brings transformation. How does it work? It works this way. When that nature is in you and the will of your father comes, your nature will want to do the will of your father. When you get there, you have graduated. I want to show you a scripture. Why are we looking at this? Because genuine persons that are growing in Christianity sometimes are in fear. How can they make it? How can these things that they're saying, how? You know, it's not easy. I'm sure for most of the husbands who were in church on Sunday, you, you really thought it was a hard thing. How can I just be about just keeping this woman happy? And for the women, I'm sure you know that it's also your assignment. You're not Jezebel now, you're a daughter of Zion. And the Bible says that Sarah submitted to her husband Abraham, calling him, that same Lord is what we call Jesus. So that man that you're looking at, as we're telling him to pursue your peace alone, he's your master. Namuku. Do you understand? The same way you are to submit to Jesus... You submit to him as unto the Lord. If you're born again. I have learned to clarify when I'm saying things, okay? Not if you went for Beijing conference. I'm not talking to Beijing conference attendees. I'm talking to born again Christians. Okay? So that's the way it plays out. So you hear such things and you can respond like the Jews. Say this is a hard saying. Who can what? Who can bear it? And you just pack your bags and go. But let me tell you what happens. When the nature is in you, the word of God you hear becomes your desire. No matter how difficult, extreme, unreasonable it might appear. The nature of the father and the word of the father, you put it together. Once that happens, I said you've graduated. Let me show you the scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verse 13 is a scripture we know very well. We use it in prayer. Philippians 2.13. Let's read together, everyone. It says, For it is God who works in us, both to will and to 
do for his good pleasure. Now, just leave this on the screen. We said, when we're looking at what happened at the country of the, um, at, at the gatherings, when the people said to Jesus, go away, could he refuse to go? He left. Now, why? Because it was their will. The most difficult assignment God has in my life and in your life is to get your will to will his will. If God is able to get your will to will his will, that's why Jesus will say to uh, Jairus, he said, do not be afraid, only believe. If God can get you to believe him, just go, go and rest. You know why? He's omnipotent. The only area his omnipotence cannot function, where he has to plead and introduce and bring raps and, you know, woo you, is to get your will to will his will. But once you will his will, that's why he says, Jesus said, all things are possible to him that what? Believes. He can handle the rest. Praise the Lord. God can handle the rest. If you can believe. So the word comes and is coming and God is working in you. Just so that you can will. Because if he doesn't get you to agree with him, he says, can two walk together unless what? They be agreed. That's he, every time you come to the house of God, every time you go to prayer, every time you're worshiping, all of that, God wants you to will his will. So that he can make his power flow through you. What does the Bible say? It says, for the eye of the Lord runs to and fro upon the whole earth. Searching for the man whose heart what? Is loyal. So that he can show himself strong. God is able to show himself strong to everybody. But he can't show it strong on behalf of someone whose heart is not what? Lawyer. So he's working. He's working. Now we saw the case of the demons. The demons, when the unclean spirit and the spirit of the world operates in a man, they don't care about his will. So you hear people say, the devil made me do it. You know. I don't know what I did. It's just the devil. That may be true. But God will always get you to agree. Is someone with me? God will get you to surrender, to say, yes, have your way in me. And then it becomes a partnership. Why? Because you are God also. He created you in the same caliber. He has given you that liberty to make a choice. So my job is every day to grow in my faith in him, to grow in my knowledge of him, to grow in my trust in him, to grow in my confidence in him, to grow in how much I can live in his hands. That's why they will say to us, trust and obey, for there is no other way. So whatever situation it is, what is the father saying? And I say to him, Lord, I agree with you. When that is done, the second part of that statement. Okay, before, before we go, let, give us the Living Bible, easy to read version, and NLT. Let, let's see what it says there. Is uh, the Living Bible first? Yes, it is God who. Let me hear you. Yes, it is God who is. He helps you. Stop there. How does that sound? He helps me to want to do. That's where his he, the major work is. He helps me to want to do. Many times we don't want to do. But the word comes and he's working to help me. To hear his word and say, Daddy, I want to do this. That's victory. He helps me. I hear it. I say, ah, that's, that's my father's will. I want to do it. I want to please my father. And then when I get that, what does he now do? He gives me the power to do it. 
So many times we say, I can't do it. No, you can't do it because you have not willed to do it. And many times we have not willed to do it because we have not believed his word. We have not willed to do it. You see, nobody wants to start out and fail. Nobody wants to engage in an attempt that he knows he'll fail. So most of us are frustrated out of our carnal sincerity. You say, leave that matter, I can't. Isn't it? Ah, no, I can't. But you see, when you talk about the finished work of Christ, we sometimes do not fully, you know, um, extrapolate it to cover all that it should cover. When I look at a situation and say I cannot, I'm denying the finished work of Christ. Because everything I am as a Christian is no longer me. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. If I look at A now, I say, okay, this assignment, assignment A, I can do it. Assignment B, I can do it. Assignment C, it's tough, I can't do it. As a Christian, what I've said is that A and B, I'm the one doing it. But if I understand the finished work of Christ, and know that I'm able to do A because Christ strengthens me. I'm able to do B because Christ strengthens me. If I'm saying I can't do C, am I saying Christ is not able to do it? Is someone getting it in there? So the finished work of Christ is our understanding that it is no longer I who lives. It is Christ that is at work in me. And the same way he died for me and rose for me. Any assignment before me, he will do it for me. Praise the Lord. There's something the Spirit of God was trying to explain to me during the praise and worship. I hope I captured it. He said before Christ came, God was in God, you know, working for man. Okay, working for his creation. When Christ came... God was as man working for man. Follow it. So Christ came taking the form of a man and did things on our behalf. Before Christ came, God did it as God. But when Christ came, he did it on our behalf. So he became a kinsman. He did it as Christ. He did it as Chinway. He did it. Do you understand? So he forgave. He did all of that and said to us, as I was saying, go and do. Now, under the dispensation of the Holy Spirit, why? our lord jesus christ said it is expedient for you to go with the holy spirit now god is in me doing what god wants to do so how can i say it's impossible when god is in me christ came and did it as man so man can do it but he didn't just he's no longer cheering us he's not saying to peter peter come come walk on water come he now steps inside peter and say, I can do all things. So Paul says, I can do all things. So he's not beating me from afar. He's beating me from inside. So if I believe, if I say this thing he said, is him going to do it? So he say he works in me, both to will. You see, as I'm willing, he's the one working it. And after I've done willing to do, he's also what? The one who is going to do it. How can we fail? Praise the Lord. How can we fail? Okay, so he says he helps you, but this is where the challenge is. He helps me to want to do. Many Christians don't want to do. That's where the appetite for false doctrine comes from. Because false doctrine feeds on false desire. So the children of Israel came to Aaron and they said to Aaron, We know Moses brought us out from the land of Egypt, but we don't know where what has become of him. Can you make us a God that we will have with us? That we can control. A God that we can carry. Do you understand? 
so that we can, you know, be worshipping. This Moses, we are waiting 40 days. How many days? No word from him. Let's just make it convenient. Let's not be doing this thing, you know. So they made themselves an idol. It's a demand. So anywhere you see a preacher teaching false doctrine, teaching, you know, cheap grace and all of that, it's because the people who are listening want to hear it. Is a supply to a demand that is existing. When people find themselves in an environment, it's what they are looking for. So that matches it. Why? Because they don't want to be helped to do. Like I shared with us on Sunday, the things you do as a Christian, you learn. That's why it says, do not be conformed, but be what? Transformed. Everybody can be transformed. Everybody can be conformed. It's your choice. Praise the Lord. And, and that helps me to even, I remember, yes, when the demon spirits said, do not send us out from this uh, community, from this country, okay? What they were saying is that they want to remain in familiar territory. Now, that is why you find in environments now, I don't know your village, my village, different villages. In every village, there are common traits. So you find some villages, I don't know where you're from, there are some villages that are as beautiful as you're looking now. When you cease out, eight bottles will fall on the side. And you have not moved. And you're not even drunk. Because, you see, in that your area, <laughs> which area is that? Eh? Am I calling on each other? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, the spirit has so dwelt in the area that the people are Olympic champions in those iniquities. There are some areas that extramarital, you know, affairs. You know, there are areas you they say a woman did this, and everybody will say, Chai, Alo. But there are some who say, Is that what you're talking about? Do you understand? What is happening is that in those areas, those demonic spirits have so stayed that it has become a, a so secure pattern in that environment. Now, if you're born again, the Spirit of God will let you know that this is where you're coming from. That especially marriages, you have to be very careful. That's why those who don't have faith will say to believers, don't marry from this side, which is unfair. Because if everybody is born again, he's actually free and delivered from whatever background he's coming from. But the fault is with the believers who come from those areas that have not been sufficient witnesses. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, someone was telling us a story to, uh, some, a few days back at Get Connected. And as he was just telling the story, I said this man must be from a particular area. And the moment he finished, I say, is he from so-so place? I don't want to make He said, yes. Because, you know, Wayo is their own. <laughs> Let me not. <laughs> okay, we're still talking about us, okay? So now we are born again. The major assignment is to make me agree with God. Ability to do is still far. It's, this is right. Do you know what it means to confess sins? To confess something as sin is to say with God, this thing is sin. Do you know that? That's what it means. That's why there's a problem when people begin to redefine sin. So we call it uh, dating. Hello? Dating. Cohabiting. Adultery is called cohabiting. You know? All those things, no matter how you change the name, like someone has said, if you change the label on, on poison, you take poison, name it Fanta Coke, the two together, plus malt. <laughs> when you drink it, the label will remain where the label is. 
The poisoning will enter into your mouth. So no matter the name, is this problem helping us to do what to agree with him to say yes lord you say this is bad it's bad that's the step okay now when we do that what does it do he gives us the power just give us the few the other the living bible translation it says for god is at work within you helping you want to obey him isn't this beautiful somebody say thank you jesus and then helping you do what he wants isn't this like us and our children that's it. He's our heavenly father. Helping you to want to obey him. And then helping you to do. What's the other one I said we should read? What's the other translation? NLT. It says, for God is working in us, giving us what? The desire. And then the power. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. So this desire now is what fuels prayer. So I now agree with God. Oh, this is good. But I'm not doing it yet. Then when I go to prayer, I say what? God, help me to do this. Or also, I agree with God, and I see this is bad, and I say, this must not happen. This is not in your way. I refuse. I get in it now. That's what happens. Now, the power is almost automatic when you get the will. Are you with me? Once you get the will, what happens is that there's agreement. If any two of you shall agree, imagine when you now agree with God. That's why faith is so important. I I want to encourage us here, children of God, in the area of healing, eh, just believe God. I've proven time and time. In fact, God has just been so, I I don't know how he does it for me. But God says to it that sometimes, most times, medicine doesn't work for me. I'm not saying it shouldn't. But what I'm saying is this. God wants us to know that he's a healer. Are you with me? Okay, let, let me give you an immediate one. You know, this wrist, I've been having issues with it. Take this, take this, take this, take this. As at the time, the last one they gave me, the last um, uh, anti-inflammatory and whatever they gave me, finished. The pain was still there. And I sent a message to the pharmacist and said he has finished. But I didn't want to send him the message. But at the same time, I said, you're always stubborn. Don't be stubborn. So I said to God, please. I know you have healed me, but I don't want to be stubborn. You know, I sent this man the message. You know what he replied? He said, God will perfect it. Yes. So that's how I didn't take the, I, I didn't replenish the, this thing because they said you take it for weeks. When I stopped taking it is when it started getting better. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not against, you know, drugs, but I have come to know that by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. If drugs will help you claim that healing, it's okay. But if you don't have the money, don't bother. The healing has already been provided. Praise the Lord. Are we, are we getting what I'm saying? God is almighty. Power is not his problem. So many times, what it should be, you're navigating. How do I connect with the power? And for some of us, it may be a testimony. For some of us, it may be a confession. You may just come out and, you know, God moves you. Say, go and share this testimony. And then you go and share it. And you're wondering, what am I saying? What am I saying? But all he's doing is that he wants to create the platform to show himself strong on your behalf. Praise the Lord, somebody. Okay, so we we settled that there. So the work, I want to show us a scripture now and then we, we try and pray. Okay? 
to will. God can't change my will, but he's wooing me. So now, let's do a simple experiment now. What are you expecting for the next few days, next few weeks? Are you expecting the favor of God? The mercy of God? Do you believe that? God loves me. Somebody say, God loves me. Somebody say, he has good thoughts towards me. He's working to bring me to a future. All things work together for my good because I love God and I'm called according to his purpose. Now, as you're saying that now, I want you to see all things indeed working. Are you with me? I want you to see whether the things that seem to be for against they are working. Now, how does all of that come together? If God is the one who is going to perfect it for me, then complete and total obedience to him becomes non-negotiable. Praise the Lord. I just trust him. So, I'm going in this direction. I'm going to Lagos. Lagos is in this direction. But I'm trusting God. God says make a right turn. Right turn is leading to Kebi. And I turn and start going to Kebi. But Lagos is where I would want to go. But because I trust him. And I've said you are God. You will perfect it. When he tells me to make the turn. I make the turn. Even though my eyes, you know, glancing towards that place. What is going on here? I trust him. What will happen is this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. He is that faithful. Praise the Lord, somebody. He's that dependable. Agree with him. Welcome his word. Embrace his word. Don't ask yourself, how shall this thing be? Don't ask yourself. Rather, ask the type Mary asked. I don't know, man, which instruction are you going to give me now? That's why Mary asked her own. When Zechariah asked his own, Zechariah said, I'm old. You can't reverse my age. But when Mary asked, Mary said, I don't know a man. How, which option are you suggesting? And he said, don't worry, the power of the Most High shall do what? Over. That's how I'm going to do it. But Zechariah's question was, I'm too old. That's why the angel said, let's keep that mouth shut. Before you go and confuse your wife. Or at least your wife will know what happened. Because if you went to the wife and said, can you imagine? Hey, you don't know what I saw today. Chai. Wait, waiting. How do they say? Nothing Musa no go see for... Nothing Zechariah no go see for temple. Oh. <laughs> Angel comes and he go bomb picking. Two of them would have started laughing. But when he got home, he couldn't say anything. As he was trying to describe to the wife, the wife remembered how he did during their courtship. And something started happening. You understand? So agree with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. If there is nothing, agree with God. Don't agree with facts. Don't agree with circumstances. Don't agree with statistics. Agree with the word of God. Why? You're a new creation. Nothing about you from your born again looks like what the world is. You cannot go to a court, go to a judge, and tell the judge, I'm a thief, I did this, I did this, but I'm born again, I'm forgiven. He will put you in jail as a born again Christian. Because the justice, law doesn't forget until it's paid, isn't it? But in this kingdom, when you say that, you're justified. You're freed. You walk away free. Do you understand? So everything about us is already contrary to the world. Why will I now judge my daily living based on the world system? So you say things are looking up because things are looking up. No, things are looking up because it's what promises it. 
His promises will come to fulfillment. He doesn't lie. The Bible says, by two immutable things, by which it is impossible for God to lie. Okay? So, we say that, and um, what's that other place I want us to look at? First Thessalonians 2. This is what will help us also. First Thessalonians 2 verse 13. It says, for this reason, we also thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which also effectively works in you who believe. I think, look at that last part. Read that last part for me, please. Just the last two lines, the word of God, what does he do? So the word of God works effectively in anyone who believes. Okay? Well, let me go back to why we're looking at this text. Many Christians have experienced um, what I would call um, a child that is not developing well. What's it called? Some retarded growth, you know. Maybe the child is 12 years and the child is not speaking, you know. Many Christians have experienced that. You know why? After they got born again, they did not immediately begin to hallow every word of God, the head as the word of God. When they hear God's word, they examine it and check whether they should like it or not. The danger with such people is that they will grow. But many areas of their Christian life that should be there are immature, are undeveloped. So they are unexercised. They have never believed God in that area. It will keep coming up at different stages in their lives. And some of them can be gifted. Some of them can become, you know, evangelists and big. But you see that these men, the whole counsel of God, they have not accepted it as it was introduced to them. So the Apostle Paul here is saying, we thank God for you without ceasing because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, he said you welcomed it not as what? The word of men. So you can receive the word of God as the word of men. Do you understand? You can. That's why also we are told the Berean Christians, when the Paul finished speaking, they will go and search to confirm that this is actually what? What God said. And then that settles it for them. That's a good thing to do. Don't take a man's word. Don't take my word. Don't take, make sure you check. But when you confirm it's the word of God, then receive it as the word of God. You know why? When you receive it as the word of God, automatically you give it power to produce in your life. Amen? When you receive it as the word, automatically it will produce. It will produce. Let's see the living Bible. Rendering of that, please. He says, and we'll never stop thanking God for this. That when we preached to you, you didn't think of the words we spoke as just being our own. But you accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it was. And it changed your lives when what? You believed it. It didn't change your lives because you heard it. It changed your lives because you what? Believed it. Just like what I'm saying now, you know, what the illustration we gave about, you know, relationships on married people. The temptation is strong. But you just said to me, God says we can't do this. Praise the Lord. And I, I always remind Christians of this. It's so simple. 
How many of us there have gone to see a doctor and the doctor said, don't take salt, don't take palm oil and all of that? Anybody giving such interest? Did you take? What do you say? When your friends offer, you say, doctors what? And the matter is without argument. So why do we do things that we know God says shouldn't do? We just say, ah, no, I, I don't, ah, I, I, would, I, like, I used to like rice. But the doctor said, but now God said, believe me. Why don't you say, God said, believe me? So I believe it. But he said, I would have believed God. But the, um, the facts are, praise the Lord, somebody. It worked in you. It changed your lives when you what? Believed it. We can kick out demons. You believe it. When you speak to demons, they know this person believes it and they'll go. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go to Zechariah chapter 4. So, we'll pray. Zechariah 4 verse 6. This is what God is saying to us. Verse 6. So, he answered and said to to you. He said, this is the word of the Lord to you, child of God. Not by might, nor by power. But by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before my daughter, before my son. You shall become a plain, and he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace, grace to it. What is happening here is that when you believe God, eh, it won't be any longer by your power. It won't be by your might. The power of God will accomplish the will of God. That's what he was saying to Zechariah. He said, this assignment you're engaging on, in obedience to me, is not by might. It's not by power. But by my spirit. And you see it done. You see fulfillment. You see accomplishment. You see results. And you look back and testify that it was grace. So that's what Paul was saying to us. He said, I labored more, yet not I. Which means he had the desire. He says, I press forward towards the mark of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. He had the desire. But when he looks back, he says, how did I even do it? He says, it's the grace of God. But he had the desire. He says, I count all things but done for the excellence of the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. That was, those things were in his heart. But how they played out, he knew it was grace. Let's rise on our feet. Grace will do it for you. The power of the Lord will accomplish it for us. Some of us here will become mighty men and women of God. And you just won't know how. The only thing you remember is that you desired it. Some of us want to be treasurers for the kingdom of God. You won't know how. God will bring it to fulfillment. Because you desired it. Some of us want to raise the dead. God will bring it. You just desired it. It says, not, say to them, it's not by power. Not by mind. It says, but by my spirit. It's going to be accomplished. So I want you to begin to talk to the Lord. Tell him I believe you. You have worked in me now. You have caused me to trust in you. Some of us are in such difficult situations that it's almost impossible to have faith. But all of a sudden, you're believing in the God that raises the dead. And you're not yet dead. You're only sick. You're only indebted. You only have a difficult situation. You only have some naughty issue that you have to deal with. The God that raises the dead is your father. And he's saying, put your trust in me. Put your trust in me. I will do it. So put that trust in him. Let him do the one he says. It's not by your might. It's not by your power. But by my spirit. By the working of my spirit. I'll bring a fulfillment. It says, who are you? Oh, great mountain. Can you give us the easy to read version of that, please? It says, this is the message from the Lord to Zerubbabel. Your help will not come from your strength. 
your own strength and power. He says, no, your help will come from my spirit. The Lord will help you. The Lord will help us. We desire his glory. His glory will show through us. His glory will shine upon us. In the name of Jesus. I want you to pray. There may be specific issues. Tonight, agree with the Lord. Tell him, Lord, I believe you. I thank you. I thank you. Is there somebody you want him to touch his life? It won't be by argument. That husband will come and tell you, I want to follow you. I want to serve God with you. That child will come and want to tell you, I encountered Jesus. Just agree with him. Tell him, Lord, it's possible. Tell him, Lord, I believe you. I believe you. You walk in me, but I believe you and I'm willing. Do it, oh Lord. By your spirit. It's not by mind. It's not by power. Lord, I'm thanking you. Beyond the science of the issue, beyond the statistics, beyond the economy, I'm thanking you for your spirit brought solution. You make a way. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall by your power. You perform miracles. Tell him, Lord, I believe in you. There is nothing, I believe you. With the word, you cast out devils. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-1588404. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.